Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey, we started a, we started a brand new series. It has been my favorite series so far. I mean, my God, we just did week one. It's already my favorite series we've ever done. I'm telling you, I'm excited. How many were here last week for Focus Part 1? Well, I just want to tell you in the words of the great Bishop Reverend T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Like, I just think this series, this series is going to help us live our best life right now. Obviously, we got a better tomorrow and all that, but, but if you can understand what John is trying to tell us through Scripture, I'm telling you, God is going to help us, and I believe that we can have the best 2019 we could ever imagine. So I'm excited. Last week, we started. We're going to continue part two today. So bring out your notebooks. Bring out your pens. Get everything ready. Go to your Bibles to the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you look incredible today. Come on. Smile at your neighbor. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, I've never seen a smile like yours. If you're married, be careful who you say that to, but look at your right neighbor, the right neighbor. If you're single, I would say it to both, all around, all directions. <laughs> Trying to tell Mo, but he doesn't listen. All right, first John. First John chapter two. <laughs> all right. This has been, these, these two verses, um, two, three verses, it's kind of like where we've landed for the beginning of the year. All of 1 John is amazing, but, but we've been focusing on this part of Scripture because, I told you last week, but, but I need you to get this in your heart, in your soul. I mean, if we get this, our 2019 is going to be incredible. I really believe that. I really believe that John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was trying to tell us something in this letter. And we, we decided to just look in and zoom into some scriptures here. Three verses that I believe if we just get them in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit are going to help us. Look at verse 15. This is going to be what we're talking about over the next several weeks. And I told you, you cannot miss any of the weeks. They are extremely important. Got to be here every Sunday. Bring everybody you can. I really believe God's going to speak to us. Beginning in verse 15. Is everybody there? Can you shout amen? amen? He says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Come on, that last verse right there is good. Whoever does the will of God lives forever, lives forever. We're actually dissecting this. We're breaking it apart, and we're trying to see what God is trying to tell us through this. If you got uh, notes, if you got a paper or phone, anything, I want you to write some notes. I want you to write this down. Today we're talking about focus, and it's part two of focus. Focus part two, and if you want a subheading or whatever, I kind of titled this The Distance. Somebody say The Distance. Come on, tap your neighbor and tell him The Distance. The Distance. The distance, focus, part two, the distance. Come on, before we begin, let's pray. Let's close our eyes and let's ask God to bless this time together. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for the incredible, amazing day it's been. Thank you for what you've done already throughout this past week, including last Sunday. And God, I thank you for this service. I pray that you would help us and bless us and open up our eyes to hear you and see you more clearly. God, we want more faith to believe you and to trust you in everything that life throws our way. God, if anybody walked in discouraged, looking down and down and out, God, I pray that you would heal them, help them, encourage them. Holy Spirit, that from now you begin to work in every seat, in every heart, in every person represented in this place. God, I pray that you begin to show them and reveal to us what you want to do in our lives. God, we love you and we thank you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. All of God's people say... Oh, come on. All of God's people say... Come on, church. Can you give Jesus one more praise? Come on. One more praise. Today, we, we, we're talking about 
desires. Somebody say desires. We're talking about, have you ever desired something? Have you ever desired anything? Like, have, you, have you ever really wanted something? Like you really, really wanted something. Anybody here? Uh, you desire something. I'll never forget Christmas 1996. Christmas 1996, uh, a while ago. Um, me and my brother, we really, really wanted something. I, I grew up in a home, and I wouldn't say that we were poor, 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 but we were broke. And uh, my, pa- my parents did everything they can to provide for us, both of them extremely hardworking to this day, and, and they did provide for us. Uh, but because we didn't have enough funds, uh, we weren't able to get some things. And also because I just grew up in a very Christian home, and, and my parents back then, uh, like they believed, for example, like video game systems. Anybody grew up with, where they believed they were from the devil? Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nintendo es el diablo, right? Like that's, that's, that's the devil, right? And so I, I didn't didn't have video game systems growing up uh, until Christmas 1996. I'll never forget because that year the Nintendo 64 came out. Right? I think it's one of the best, if not the best, video game system of all time. And me and my brother, we really want all year long, we wanted the Nintendo 64. And we're like, maybe mom and dad are not gonna get it for us. They think 64 means 64 demons. I don't know. They're just, we're not getting them and praying and told our parents, and i never forget, Christmas 1996, we go to the tree, and uh, we open up this box that says, for Alex and Manny, and we open it up, and uh, that year, my parents finally gave us our first video game system. Come on, Nintendo 64. <laughs> We're clapping for Nintendo 64 in church. That's amazing. And so we got what we want. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, like have you ever really wanted something? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you, you really want. I think all of us, we have desires in our life, right? You have desires. Maybe this year you started writing some vision, writing some goals. You have a vision board. You said, this year, like, I don't know, maybe this year I just want a bigger house this year. I just, I just want a bigger house. I want a backyard. I, I want three dogs, you know? Uh, no cats. Cats don't go to heaven, but dogs. And this year I want, maybe this year, like, I want a bigger apartment, just a bigger space to live. Maybe, maybe this year I just want a job or I want a job promotion. Maybe this year I just need a little bit more money. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? I just, I just want to, I don't want to live check to check. God, maybe this year, I, we all have desires. Maybe this year you desire, God, maybe this year, this is the year where I get a boat. Come on, this is the year where I get a boat. I don't know, we all have things that we want. Maybe this is the year that I, that I finally get the wife I've been desiring. Come on, I finally get my wife, right? Maybe this is the year where I get my husband. Where's my husband, God? I, I want my husband husband, right? Maybe this is the year, right? We all have desires. All of us have desires. Now, now desires, they are not bad, right? It's not bad to have desires. All of us, I think all of humanity has desires. But with desires, what comes with that is the need of desires, right? There's a problem with desires, and the problem with desires is that desires, they never tire. Desires are never going to get tired. Desires are always going to want more. They're always going to want to take more, take in more. Be careful with desires because they will never, ever get tired, right? You you will never satisfy your desire. You are going to want and want and want forever. Even if you get that new car, eventually you'll want another car right? You are going to fall in the wheel of wanting. I just, I just want more because desires, they are a lot like drains, like, like a drain in the bottom of a pool that sucks in water and takes it to a filter, right? That's how desires are in our heart, right? Our hearts, they have a, a drain in them and all they want is to take in, to take in, and to take in. That's why you need to be careful with your heart. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things, it says in Jeremiah, right? Be careful with your heart. That's why you need to be careful what your heart tells you to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard the advice, like when when you ask somebody for something or somebody's asking somebody for something and they tell them, oh, just, just listen to your heart. You ever hear that? Remember that song? Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. I've overheard conversations where somebody's like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, he doesn't go to church. He's not in a connect group, but he's so cute. What do I do? And the friend will tell her, listen to your heart. Right? Just, what, what does your heart tell you? Do it. What does your heart tell you, right? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. I got, I got these friends, and, 
and they just like to party, and they like to cheat on their wives, and, and they want to go and, and gamble all the time. What do I do? And, you know, their other friend is just like, oh, man, I don't know, bro. What, what does your heart tell you to do? <laughs> what is your, listen to your heart, right? I don't know. <laughs> but you, do you ever hear that? Be careful with your heart. Be careful with what your heart tells you. Your heart is like a drain. It has desires, and it is always going to want, want, and want. And here's the problem with these drains. Here's the problem with these desires. They are never satisfied. You're going to want forever, right? That new car. Anybody like the, car, the, the smell of a new car? Come on, it's amazing. Right? That new car that you longed for and you wanted for, you want, you desired it. Six months later, you're like, God, I just I need a new car. I need a new car, God. The smell is gone. I need a new car, right? <laughs> that house that you prayed for, the house that you wanted, that apartment that you finally said, we finally got. Three years later, you see people moving into bigger houses, and you're like, I'm not even cleaning this house anymore. God, I'm tired of this house. Can I get a new one, please, right? That husband that you prayed for. <laughs> I, I got to wake up to this every day, really, God? Every, every single day, God, really, really? Help me, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I'm your servant. Help me, Jesus. Right, like, this, this man, I'm tired of this man. Can I get a new husband, God, right? That wife that you prayed for and you were after. And you did everything you can to get that ring, put a ring on it. Five years later, God, with her again, God, oh my God, Lord, really? I got to date her. I got to take her out every single day. She has me crazy, God. I need a new wife, right? Because desires are never satisfied. Desires are never, ever satisfied. They are drains in our hearts. I heard one preacher say that if the drain of our hearts is always breathing in the air of the world, it can never drink the living water of heaven. Right? Be careful with the drains of your heart. The word, the word lust is what we're talking about today. Now, the word lust, a lot of times we think of the word lust and we think of it in a negative sense. Right? Lust, okay, it means sexual things or whatever. It can, but it doesn't always have to mean sexual things. And, and it's not always negative. Another word for, less, for lust literally is desire. Right? Lust is desire. Right? Or wanting to want what you long for. Or passions. One, one definition said things that you are hot after, right? What, what are the lusts? Lust necessarily doesn't have to be negative, but a lot of times they are negative, right? It's things that you're after. It's things that you're longing for. It's things that you desire. It's things that you, you want. You're lusting, right? You, you, you want this really, really bad. Desires are not bad. In fact, a lot of the ones that we named actually are pretty good. It's okay if God blesses us with some of these, but but I think the problem with lust, desire, wanting, longing, passions is not having them. It's what you're after. What are they tied to? What, are, what is your desire tied to? What is your wanting tied to? Be careful with what's on the other side because whatever you're lusting for, whatever you're after, if it's tied to the wrong thing, it can destroy you. It can destroy you because sin, it will first convince you and then sin will destroy you. Sin will convince you, and then sin will destroy you, right? Lust is not necessarily bad, but it's when you have uncontrolled lust, when you have uncontrolled longing, when you have unhealthy passions, when you have unhealthy wants and desires. You need to be careful if you have uncontrolled passions. You need to be careful if you have unhealthy lusting in your life because all of a sudden, these, these things, these desires, they can become distractions in our life. Be careful that your desires don't become distractions in 2019 because God has more for me and God has more for you. But we need to make sure that our decisions, they are in the right place. And this is the thing. You don't need to obey all of your desires. In fact, your desires don't have to be your decisions. Your desires don't have to be your decisions. All of us have desires, but you don't have to obey every single one of them. In fact, I'll put it this way. What I want you to walk away with today is this, that if you obey all your desires, you can destroy all your destiny. But if you control all your desires, you can fulfill all your destiny. If you obey all of your desires, you can destroy your destiny. And if you control your desires, you can fulfill your destiny, right? 
We have these desires on the inside of us. What do we do with them? Right? Control them. Put them in place. God, 2019, I can't play around with certain things. 2019, I got to make sure that my desires are in the right place. 2019, I got to make sure my eyes, my mind, I got to make sure I'm focused. Come on. Somebody yell focus. You got to stay focused in 2019. You got to make sure you're on the right path because God has too much for you. And so be careful with the desires of your heart. Right? Listen to your heart. <laughs> John, he's writing this letter and he's writing to the churches in Asia Minor, but I really believe he's writing to believers all across history. And, and John, he's an older man now. John is like a father in the faith. He's actually more near to death and he's about to meet Jesus face to face. And he's writing this letter. I think it's important that we read this letter and we see it as somebody who loves us and is trying to look out for us. And all throughout the letter, he's talking about my little children. And he's writing to be careful. He says, oh, I pray that you do not sin. And he talks about sin because like I said last week, there was Gnostics that were infiltrating the church false teachers and false pastors that were bringing in this false gospel that said oh your flesh is evil but your spirit is good in other words it doesn't matter what happens in your flesh it doesn't matter what you do in your body because it's evil anyways so they were saying do whatever you want with your body because your spirit is good so they were saying you can sin all you want they were also discrediting Jesus and saying that Jesus was not the son of God. So John is writing and he's writing to fight this kind of thinking and to fight this kind of theology. And he's saying that's not right. I pray that you do not sin. Don't play around with sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the father called Christ Jesus, the righteous one. But he's saying don't sin. He's saying don't play around with sin. Oh, sin it has a heavy, heavy price. I don't want you to play around with sin. I pray that you absolutely avoid it. I pray that you do not fall into sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father called Christ Jesus, the righteous one. And so he's telling us about this in the letter, right? And then he goes on to verse 15. He says, do not love the world or the things in the world, right? And he's saying, don't love the things in the world. Be careful. And then he's going to talk about three different things. Look at the way that the message paraphrases it. If we can look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 in the message, it says, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically, everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. Has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. He says wanting, wanting, wanting. This world, it is all full of wanting, he says. Be careful that you don't fall into the wheel of wants where you just want, want, want. Because if you're not careful, your wanting can replace your worship. Want, want, and want. And then he goes on to list three things, which is what we're focusing on for the next several weeks. I'm telling you, you cannot miss a week. This is extremely important. You need to write some notes. You need to write this down. Because if we learn this, we can have a better 2019. He said, be careful with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You need to underline those. You need to highlight those. You, you need to make sure you know these. John is giving us a key here. He's saying you need to know these three things that are in the world. Do not love the world. Don't love the world's standard. Don't love the world's cultural standard. Don't love its value system where all they want is want, want, want. You want fame. You want possessions. You want pleasures. You want success. You want to go up on the ladder wanting, wanting, wanting. That's how the world lives. That's how they guide themselves. Don't live that way, he says. Be careful because this is how the devil's going to come at you. By the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He gives us three things. We need to know these three things is what we're talking about over the next few weeks. I'm telling you, the more you are aware of the enemy schemes, the more you can overcome them. Right? You, you need to be, you need to understand. He says, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. And he says, these don't come from the Father, but they come from the world. Right? These three things is how the enemy is always going to come after you and me. Anytime the devil's going to come to tempt you, it's going to be either be through the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. He has no new tricks. I said last week, the devil, he's not a creative genius. He can't invent anything new. 
So all he has, he has three tricks in his bag, and these are the only thing he pulls out. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Some of you, when you leave out of here today, you're going to be tempted by one of these three. In fact, some of you sitting in here right now, you're tempted by one of these three. <laughs> lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's what he's been doing since the beginning of time. Be careful with the lust of the flesh. Maybe you're in here like, wait, what, what does lust of the flesh mean? Like, uh, what does lust of the flesh even mean? I, I, I kind of wrote a small definition that I, want you to write, that I want you to write and learn. Lust of the flesh, I would, I would just kind of sum it together as to say, lust of the flesh is all about pleasures. Somebody say pleasures. pleasures. Lust of the flesh is all about pleasures. In fact, lust of the flesh is kind of like just by saying, I want to do. That's like kind of the statement of lust of the flesh. I just want to do. I want to do whatever I want. I want to do whatever I want that make me feel good. If it feels good, I'll do it. If it doesn't feel good, I won't do it. If it makes my body feel good, I'll do it. I'll just do whatever I want to do. My body's asking for it, so I'll just do it. Whatever the flesh asks, I'll do it. This is lust of the flesh, right? Lust of the flesh is I'm just going to do whatever my body tells me to do. I'm going to listen to my body, and I'm going to satisfy it anyway. I'll drink whatever I want to drink, smoke whatever I want. I'll consume whatever I want to do. I'll sleep with whatever. I just want I just want to do whatever I want to do to satisfy the body. Lust of the flesh is to do something to make the flesh feel satisfied. It can involve any type of sinful activity that will bring pleasure to the body. That's lust of the flesh. And it's how Satan has been coming after all of humanity since the beginning of time. Right? You go all the way, all the way back. You go back to Genesis. You go back to the Garden of uh, Eden where Adam and Eve were chilling, hanging out, having communion with God. Right? And it says all of a sudden the serpent came out. <laughs> the serpent came out and, and it comes to deceive Eve and it says, have you tried that fruit? She's like, no. God told us we can eat of everything except for that one. It's good for food. It'll help you. You'll see. Is that, does a snake do that? I don't even know if a snake does that, right? But it, and it deceived her. It told her what the fruit was going to do. And, and look, what, look how Eve thinks. In Genesis chapter 3, look at this. Genesis chapter 3, it says, when the woman Eve, when she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. Look at this. It says that when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh. Pleasing to the eye, lust of the eyes, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, pride of life. Since the Garden of Eden, Satan only uses three things to get us to stumble, to fall, to sin. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Eve's like, okay, grabs it, eat it, gives it to Adam. Adam's like, no, we can't eat that. And she's like, just eat it. It's great for food. He's like, okay, you're a woman, you're naked, I'll eat it. All right, and he just eats it. All right. The Bible says that when the people of God, when they left Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land, it says that Moses, he forsook the pleasures of this world because he was looking ahead to the promise of Jesus Christ. Right? He says, I'm not going to go after the pleasures of this world. But it says that the people of God that were following in the desert, it says that they went after the pleasures. All they wanted to do was go back to Egypt because they were tired of being in the desert and they hadn't entered the promised land yet. Be careful because anytime you're in a moment of transition and God is getting ready to take you to the next level and God is getting ready to hand you a promise, all of a sudden the lust of the flesh is going to come to tempt you. And if you're tired and if you are frustrated and if you are angry, you can fall to the lust of the flesh. God is taking too long. I'm mad at God. It's not, it hasn't come to pass yet. He hasn't healed me. He hasn't answered me. And I have desires in me, right? The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 78, look what it says. It says, and in their heart, they put God to the test by asking food according to their what? According to their desire. One translation says according to their lust. They were following Moses, but they wanted the food from Egypt according to their desire, right? They said we're tired of eating manna every single day. We want filet mignon from Egypt, and we want the pleasures that we had in Egypt. Anytime you listen to the lust of the flesh, you put God to the test. That's what it says. 
says they put God to the test by listening to the lust of the flesh. It happened in the Garden of Eden. It happened with Moses and the people. And then when Jesus came, the Bible says that Jesus fasted for 40 days, right? Come on, we're doing a 21-day fast. Anybody want to do 40? I thought this was the most spiritual service. Come on, you said Jesus fasted for 40, and then it says that the Spirit of God came and led him into the desert. And when he was in the desert, it said all of a sudden the tempter came. And look how he tempts him in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3. It says, the tempter came and said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Feed your flesh. Lust of the flesh. Right? Feed your flesh. There was nothing wrong with Jesus eating, but he was tempting him so that he would feel satisfied. Feed your body. Do whatever you want to do. You want to be lazy all day? Just want to sit down and sit back and eat whatever you want? Oh, you just want to do whatever your body desires? Do it. Lust of the flesh. Okay, so what do we do with lust of the flesh? We know what lust of the flesh is, right? Everything. It can't include sex. It can't include sexual desires. It can't include uh, just food. It can't include TV. It can't include anything that's in me, addictions, habits, anything that satisfies my body to feel good. What can I do? This next verse helped me out so much when I was young. And I'm telling you, if you get it in your heart, it can help you out. Look what James tells us in James chapter 1. If we can put this up. James chapter 1. James writes, he says, when tempted, no one should say, it's God that's tempted me. Because God, he cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Verse 14, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, it gives birth to death. It's our own evil desire. There's something in us. It is sin. It inclines to sin. We are born in sin, the Bible says. It is something in us that is just inclining and leaning to sin. The tempter knows this, and this is where he comes to entice us. In fact, I've got an example I could show you. I've got an example I could show you. Let's, let's get Kevin up here. Eric, why don't you get up here? And Adrian, you get up here as well. And, and, and who else? Come on, come on. Let's get Norman. Norman, why don't you come up here? JP, where's JP? JP, can you get up here? Mike, join them too. It's a big prayer group, this one. Let's just get up there. Come on, can you guys just huddle and put your arms around each other way over there? Okay, get all the way on that side of the stage. Come on, come over here. This is, this is your, your connect group. You guys, it's a young, young adults connect group right here. Men of God, just get in a circle praying. And, yeah, men of valor. Aha, warriors for Jesus. They're there praying. They're encouraging one another in the faith. And come on, 2019, we're starting off focused. Ah, man of God, focused, right? And you get in your connect group. By the way, connect groups launch in about four weeks. You got to get one. And, and they're there focused. And, and this is how the enemy comes to lie to us. Let me, can I get my fishing rod? Thank you so much. This is how he comes to tempt us. Right? You're, just, you're trying to stay focused, but... But he'll, he'll throw everything your way that your flesh wants, right? Everything to make your body feel good. And be like, oh, get it, get it. Oh, you got to be faster than that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> just, just do whatever your flesh wants. Come on, just feel satisfied, right? And he'll just, he'll come and just be careful. <laughs> Peter, Peter, long time no see, Peter. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Amy, what's going on? What is going on? Jake, what's going on, right? He'll just come and, 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 and he'll just start... JP, hey JP, JP, hey buddy, hey buddy, look over here, are you tired, you've been, oh come on, you've been serving a lot, working a lot, and, and, and your, your connect group's trying to help you, they're praying for, oh, they got you in there, like get back in here, focus, JP, JP, oh come on, come on, just get, get out the group for a second, get out, get out the group. Yeah, just for a sec, just, you're like, one Sunday missing won't do anything, you know. One day where I don't read my Bible, it won't matter. You know, just one day where I don't worship God, it's okay. Just, just one day. <laughs> just one day. Oh, come on, you, you've been stressed out. You've been working so hard. You've been working overtime, triple overtime. Yeah, your, ki your kids don't understand you. Oh, be careful with that one. <laughs> your, your kids don't understand you, and family has you stressed out, and Bill's got, why don't you come a little bit more over here? Bill's got you stressed out. Just drink this weekend. Drink more than you should. Yeah, just do anything to make your body feel good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take all of that to sleep good. And yeah, you, you just need it. Your body needs it. But hey, there's a party this weekend, and there's going to be some girls. Come on, your wife is not going to be around. And look at her. She looks good. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, just do whatever your body wants. You deserve it. Come on, you're tired, frustrated. Nobody understands you. Nobody understands your pain. Nobody understands your pain. Just go have some fun. Satisfy your flesh, right? And, and it says that we are dragged away because of the evil desire in us. We're dragged away. Dragged away. All of a sudden, not reading your Bible goes from one day to four weeks. All of a sudden, you're just dragged further and further away. And last time you worshiped away from church was probably a year ago. And, and all of a sudden, you're just feeding your flesh. I'm just going to do whatever, whatever my flesh wants. I'll desire it. We're dragged away. I'm not going to get in a connect group this season. And I got no brothers to pray for me. They were protecting you at first. But I'm just going to start missing some. Yeah, they're, 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 just don't worry about them. <laughs> don't worry about them. Look at her. Come on. Just come over here. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful... Look at the distance that is created between what God had for your life, his plan, his purposes, but because you fed your flesh and you went after the lust of the flesh, you are away from God's plan, God's purpose, and God's will for your life. And all of a sudden, the devil, he has you. He is the enticer. That word enticed, when it says that we are enticed, it literally means to bait us. He baits us. He dangles whatever's in front of us. It says, make your body feel good. Ah, do whatever you want. And it says that we're dragged away. And once we're dragged away, then he got us. And then there's no escaping. Then he's like, I got you. I got you. I got you. Now you're mine. You're mine. You're mine. <laughs> I got you. And now he's got you in his claws and in his jaws. And now you are so far from the will of God, right? And he's dragged you away and he's lured you away. Thank you so much. You guys can sit down. I was going to pick up Mike, but it's a little too big. And all of a sudden, lust of the flesh, it, it, it got you and it dragged you away little. But there's a first, the first trick of the enemy, lust of the flesh. Somebody say lust of the flesh. It'll entice you. It'll come and say, feed yourself. Feed yourself. You deserve it. You're tired. You're frustrated. Do what your body wants. Oh, come on. You want to be lazy all day today? Call into work sick. Eat whatever you want. Watch whatever you want. Ah, satisfy your body. Satisfy all of your desires. You know what lust of the flesh is, what, what, what it does? Three things lust of the flesh does. Number one, write this down. Lust of the flesh, number one, it creates distance. Somebody say distance. When you start going after lust of the flesh... You're going to look back and all of a sudden there's going to be this distance between you and God's presence, God's plan, and God's purpose. You went after it. You, you satisfied the body. When you satisfy the body, you always run away from his presence. This is the second thing that it does is that it creates shame. Lust of the flesh brings shame on our life. All of a sudden because we, we fed our body and we fell not just into temptation, but we gave into sin. Temptation is not a sin. It's giving into temptation. And all of a sudden, it brings shame in our life. I'm, I'm so far. Your head hangs low, and you got this weight of shame on you, and, and, and you're just saying, I, I'm embarrassed. I messed up. I, why do I have these temptations? Why, why am I dealing with these things? Why, why am I always dragged away? Distance. Shame. The third thing, and the final thing it does, thank you so much, it creates guilt. All of a sudden, you got guilt on you, and, and you're like, I went, I, I didn't stay focused. And I didn't keep my eye on the prize. And temptation came, and, and like James says, temptation came, and, and it says, I gave in and until it was conceived in me. And then it grows fully grown, and it's a baby called death. That's what sin does. Be careful with temptation because it starts off small, but it ends off big. Starts by temptation, but it ends in death. And it brings distance, it brings shame, and it brings guilt. Lust of the flesh will do that. If you just follow what your body says, if you just follow all of your desires, do everything your heart says, you will grow distant, you will have shame in your life, and you'll be carried off with guilt. But the Bible says, and John reminds us, but if anyone does sin, there's an advocate with the Father, 
His name is Christ Jesus, the righteous one. Come on, anybody thankful that every single time we were lured away, every single time we were enticed, every single time we were dragged away and we fell with distance, shame, and guilt. Come on, the advocate stood up with mercy, compassion, forgiveness. Come on, he is the righteous one. Somebody give Jesus a big shout of praise in this place. You need to be aware of it. Be aware of it. You have an advocate, but be aware of it so you don't keep falling into these things. What do we do? What do we do to, 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 to just go against this lust of the flesh? Alex, what do I do? I need some help. We all do. I want to tell you, we're all in the same boat together. There's not one perfect person in this place. If you're looking for a perfect church, this ain't it. Right? All of us, we are tempted. Every single one of us. What do we do? I think they got three things, and I'll finish with this. The band can start coming up. Number one, what we could do when lust of the flesh comes. Number one, write this down. You need to confess. Somebody say confess. Okay, what do I mean by this? Maybe this word throws you off a little bit. Maybe this word, you're like, okay, what does it mean? Do I need to go talk to a pastor every single day? Let me just tell you. The first person you need to talk to is God himself. Every single day, you need to open up to God. Can I tell you, God, he is not afraid of your temptations. He is not mad at your temptations. To have temptation is not sin. He's not mad at it. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted. Right? You need to go up to God every single day and say, God, I have these temptations in my life. I'm feeling this. I have these desires within me. I don't understand them. I don't know why. Talk to God. He's waiting for you. Open up to him and say, God, I don't even understand my flesh and what it wants. How many know we're living in a messed up flesh? We're covered in the skin, every single one of us. The Bible says we are born in sin. And it tries to rule us. And it tries to tell us what we should do. Open up to God and say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. Every single day. Don't wait for a Sunday. Every single morning if you have to. Every single minute of every single day if you have to. God, this is what I'm doing. God, I got these temptations. God, I got these crazy thoughts in my life. God, I'm thinking about doing something crazy in my life. You need to help me, God. God's not going to get angry because you're tempted. Talk to him. In fact, he wants to hear from you. The second thing you need to do, second people you can confess to is the people around you. Get some good brothers and sisters in your life. Get a pastor, get a leader, get, get a connect group leader, get, get some brothers in the faith, get some sisters in the faith. Surround yourself by godly people and tell them, hey, I'm struggling. I got these temptations. I got these desires. I don't know why I feel like I just, I got to do this. I don't know why, I just feel like I, I just need to go and do this for my life, for my body. I got these crazy things. The minute you expose it is the minute you weaken it. I'm talking about you got to expose the devil. You, you hide that thing in your heart, it's going to create a stronghold in your life. But the minute you say, hey, I got these desires in me. I don't know where they're coming from. Pray for me. Expose it. All of a sudden you debilitate it in Jesus' name. Because the devil always works in darkness and God always works in light. You keep those temptations in darkness. You keep those desires and those temptations in darkness. Oh, you're giving devil the power. The minute you shine a light on it, it's going to freeze like a deer in headlights. All of a sudden, you say, surrender. You put, confess. It is easier to confess a temptation than to confess a sin. Right? That's why you need, it's better to confess a temptation. Confess it. Hey, I got these struggles. I don't want them to become sin. I got these struggles. I got these desires. Right, I want you to get a connect group. I believe that almost every single one of our connect groups, I really believe this. Our leaders, they're not going to be shocked by your temptations. They're not going to be like blown away like, oh, you are feeling what? Oh my God. Go, go to another church. Oh my God. How can you be? Every single one of us have had crazy thoughts. Come on, we are human beings living in this flesh. Talk to somebody. You're going, to be, you're going to be prayed for. You're going to be loved. You're going to be cared for. Come on, it's the church of Jesus Christ. It's what we should do. Help one another out and say, come on, I'm in this, I'm in this fight too. We're in this fight together. We're going to confess in 2019 and just say, hey, pray for me, pray for me. I want to stay focused in 2019. Number two, the second thing that we should do is that we need to combat it. Somebody say combat. What I mean by that is that you need to fight. You need to fight for what God has for your life. This is, th we are living in a war. This is a war that we're in. It's not time to play patty cake with the devil. 
it's not time to play around with sin you need to get into a fight with the devil and you need to say you know what I'm not letting go of my family I'm not letting go of my marriage I'm not letting go of God's plans I'm not letting go of God's purposes I'm gonna focus I'm gonna fight for this thing I'm gonna combat this thing I'm gonna go all out if I gotta get on my knees every single day I'll do it if I gotta worship every single day I'll do it I'm focused I'm focused I'm focused I'm trusting in his grace I'm trusting in his power I'm holding on to the hand of my God I will not let go I may be oh it may shake me but it won't break me it will come my way but I'm holding on I need to fight look what the Bible says in the book of James James chapter 4 verse 7 it says submit yourselves then to God resist the devil and he'll flee from you resist the devil when temptation comes knocking combat it how do you combat it run from it literally that's what James is saying I'm not just about run like oh there's sin here oh I might fall into adultery, let me run. Now talk about that. You need to go into defensive mode. Say, I'm, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm turning away. I'm, 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 I'm out, I'm out, I'm out the door. I'm, I'm, I'm out today, I'm out. You need to get in defensive mode, resist the devil. You don't gotta give in to every single desire. Come on, you got the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Come on, there's God's power living on the inside. I'm not giving in to every urge. I'm not giving in to every single desire. Come on, I got, I got self-control inside of me. The Bible says that a man without self-control is like, like a city without walls. Anything come in and out of your life. Get some self-control in your life, right? Get some self-control in your life. I'm not giving in to every desire. I'm not giving in to every urge. Just because my body's asking for something, I'm not giving in to it, right? Get some self-control. Get in defensive mode and then get in offensive mode as well. You got to play offense and defense. Come on, we're in playoff season. We're talking football. What does that mean? If you got to delete some numbers from your phone, delete them today. If you got to delete some apps, hello, from your phone, delete them today. Right? There's too much things dangling in front of you. Thirst traps all over Instagram. Take, just take them off. I got, I, got, I got holy eyes. I need to focus on Jesus. I don't got time to be looking for thirst traps. I don't got time to be looking for other I don't got time. I'm not sliding into DMs like I did in 2018. I'm a holy man of God. I got clean hands, pure hearts by the grace of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You got to fight some things in your life. If you got to block some websites in your laptop, if you got to block some things on your phone, turn off your phone, take it out from your bedside and say, I'm not giving in. Put an offensive plan together in your life. Well, I'm getting away from certain coworkers. I just got, I got to focus. I'm focused. I'm focused in 2019. Don't let anything distract you. Lust of the flesh. You deserve it. You want it. Combat. Confess. Combat it. Number three, we'll finish with this. Confirm. What do I mean by confirm? Literally just say what God says about you. 2019, you need to get in God's word. You, you need to eat God's word like you've never eaten it before. I'm talking about you need to memorize scripture. You need to read every single line. You need to read every single promise. You need to memorize it, what God says about you, what God says about you in his word, what God says about you and your house, what God says about you and what God says about your future. And you need to begin to proclaim it. You need to begin to confirm it. You need to begin to affirm it. And you need to say, I am a child of God. I am who, say, who he says that I am. I am righteous. I am forgiven. There is mercy. There is compassion. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. Oh, I know he has plans for me. Oh, I know there's a future and a hope for me. Oh, I am righteous. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, come on in Jesus' name. You need to begin to speak God's word over your home, over your family, over everything. Begin to speak it. Begin to proclaim it in Jesus' name. Come on. Can we sing it out? Jesus our salvation let's sing it out come on Jesus our redemption our salvation is in his blood Jesus light of heaven pray forever his kingdom come Come on, with eyes closed. Come on, with hands raised all over this place. Jesus. Come on, we see that? Just voices. Listen to your heart. No, come on, come on. Jesus. Jesus.
Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, hands lifted. Our redemption, our, our salvation is in His blood. Jesus. Come on, with eyes closed, hands lifted. Friend forever, His kingdom come. Come on, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Our redemption, our salvation is in His blood. Jesus, light of heaven, friend forever, His kingdom. Come on, with hands lifted all across this place. Can we just begin right now just to thank God? Can somebody just begin to thank God, the advocate? Come on, can we lift up our voices? Come on, all across this auditorium. Oh, come on, just lift up your voice. Come on, let's fill the atmosphere. Come on, we praise. Somebody, can you just begin to lift up your voice and get, tell them, God, thank you for your mercy. Come on, thank you for your forgiveness. Come on, let's lift up a roar in this place of God's people just thanking them. Tell them, I'm staying focused this year, God. I'm staying focused. Help me. God, I'm confessing sin in my life. I'm, I'm confessing temptation, God. Here I am, God. God, I, I need you in my life. My flesh needs you. My, my soul needs you. My body needs you. My mind needs you. Come on, somebody begin to talk to God right there where you're at. Don't be afraid. Forget about who's to your right, to your left. Come on, just tell them, God, I got these things in me, God, and I just want to put them in order i'm not i'm not obeying every single command i'm not i'm not going after every single desire god i got my eyes focused come on somebody lift up your hands and tell them holy spirit fill me fill me today god take all of me take control of me give me self-control oh god i believe that you're for me i believe that you're with me i believe that you're on my side jesus 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 i pray that you fill me jesus i pray that you keep my eyes focused on you 2019 will be better than 2018 i'm looking forward I'm looking ahead to everything that God has for me in Jesus name. Come on Jesus. Let's sing it out Jesus Our redemption Our salvation Is in His blood Jesus Light of heaven Friend forever His kingdom With eyes closed, with eyes closed and heads bowed, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is in here. I really believe it. I know I'm a little bit over time, but I just pray. I, I just feel like God wants to heal some people in this place today. I feel it in my spirit. I just feel like it's in my heart. Maybe you're sick in this place today. I believe there's healing for you in Jesus' name. Maybe you walked in with a disease, a condition, an ailment in your body, and and you're saying, Alex, I'm sick today. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here and I believe that God's presence is here and I believe that you can be healed today in Jesus' name. And I just want to pray for anybody that's sick in this place. If that's you, can you just raise your hand right now, wherever you are, if you're sick. Come on, there's a whole church that's praying. Eyes closed, heads bowed. Come on, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for healing right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, I pray that you come to heal right now every single person in this place that has any kind of sickness, any kind of disease in their body. God, I pray that you would heal them right now by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you begin to heal people right now. I pray that you stretch out your healing hand, your hand that has power, your hand that has freedom, your hand that has healing and deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. Heal minds, heal backs, heal hearts, heal souls, heal spirits, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Any kind of sickness, sickness of the mind, sickness of the heart, sickness in veins and cells and arteries, God, in Jesus' mighty name. You are our creator. You can heal our bodies in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for healing right now. Thank you, God. With eyes closed, head bowed, I'm going to do one last prayer and we're out of here. If you're in here today, you say, Alex, I don't know God. I'm far from God. I don't have a relationship with God. I feel distant from him. I feel like I've gone after certain things and have created that distance. And, and now I feel like I'm so far from God. 
And I don't even know if God loves me. I think he's mad at me, must be upset at me. I don't have a relationship with God. I don't know this God, or I knew him once, but I, I don't know him like that. God loves you. As the whole church is praying, eyes closed, head bowed. If you're in here today, you say, Alex, that's me, I'm far from God. That's what sin does. And the Bible says that all of us were sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. Every single one of us, we failed, we've done wrong. And sin separates us from God. But the Bible says that God loves humanity. He loves you and I so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sin. He grabbed all of your sin. The Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. Went up on a cross and he died in our place. Jesus died for you and he died for me. The Bible says that Jesus paid for the sins of the world on that cross. He went down to a grave. The Bible says that Jesus was dead for three days, but after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. And I really believe that Jesus, he's alive today. I believe that he's here for you today. I believe that he wants to bring forgiveness, healing, salvation, freedom into your life. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, that's me, I'm far from God, I wanna tell you, God is right next to you waiting with arms open wide. There's no sin small enough or big enough that the blood of Jesus can't forgive. He loves you, he's for you, he's here today. With every eye closed, every head bowed, come on. As the whole church is praying, as leaders are praying, dream team praying, come on. If you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus in my life. Alex, today I want God to forgive me of my sin. I, I want a brand new beginning, I want a brand new start. We're praying for you, we love you. I'm gonna count to three in just a moment. And when I count to three, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I want you to hold it up just for a few seconds. I'm gonna see you, more importantly, I think God has seen you right here in this moment. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. I want you to hold up your hand just for a few seconds. I'll notice you and then you can put it right back down. Nobody looking around, eyes closed, head bowed. Come on, we're a church, we're praying. Come on, can leaders pray? Can the church be praying right now? Come on. If that's you, raise your hand for just a few seconds. One, two, three. Raise your hand all over this place. Raise it up as high as you can. I see you, God bless you. I see you, God bless you. I see you, 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 I see you. I see you, God bless you. I see you back there, God bless you. Anybody else, just raise your hand right where you're at. Anybody else, amazing. You can put your hands down. Father, we thank you for all these hands raised. God, I pray that you would seal it with your Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to say a simple prayer and I want all of us to repeat this prayer from the bottom of your heart. We're all going to say it with you as a family, as a church. Let's repeat this prayer out loud. Repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins and on the third day you resurrected. Come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From today on, I am forgiven, I am saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, and amen. Come on, church, can we give them a big, big hand? Amazing.